This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as Line of Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Real-Time Payments, How Fintech is Not Waiting for the Fed, sponsored by Visa and is titled A New Wave of Global Money for SMBs. Speaking on this session are Marwan Forsley from Veeam with moderator Nicole Stiller from Visa. I am so impressed that some folks are here um, on the second day of the conference and in the afternoon, and I heard the bar opened at three outside. So um, I did not bring any with me, but I'll go with you after. (laughs) Um, My name is Nicole Stiller. I lead commercialization for Visa Direct, which is Visa's real-time money movement network for businesses and consumers. And uh, Marwan, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Um, I'm uh, Marwan Forsley. I run Veeam. Um, I used to run e-commerce for Western Union. And um, I started the company before that that uh, I found and sold to Western Union. So that's my background. Um, we are excited. And I think they said they were also turning some of these into uh, uh, podcasts. So for those of you listening, glad to be here. Um We are excited today, I think, to talk about a couple of things, which is money movement and and what's so impressive about Veeam is how you have built a solution for small businesses. Small businesses are always underserved, and people are trying to meet small businesses where they are at, but um, they need to move money and they need access to capital. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Veeam and why, you know, what Veeam is and how does it help small businesses? Yeah, great. So we we created Veeam just to make it really simple for businesses to pay and get paid. The vision was like real simple. When you buy coffee in the morning, you don't think of how you pay, you just do it. The last thing on your mind is the function of how payments work. So we wanted to do the same thing for businesses because business payments is really complex. And so when you're doing business payments, it goes from really simple to really complex. And it has to do with integration of uh, payments into your business processes and the whole technology behind making payments. So that's why we created Veeam to dumb it down, simplify it, and uh, get it in a form where you can essentially pay and get paid all around email. We use email as a communication vehicle. There's a central directory. You have integrations into all the accounting systems so you can reconcile data. And um, we are in 110 countries, 80 currencies. Uh, we have ha- half a million accounts uh, on the platform. And we give you a large range of payment options to work with for either each side of the transaction, the payer and the payee, has a number of payment types to work with. So you can pay slow or pay fast, real time. You can pay now or pay later. We give you the whole range of uh, functions to work with. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Um, for for those of you in the room, are you building uh, money movement solutions for small businesses or cr- anybody doing that? What about cross-border payments? The... Um, the interesting thing, um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the benefits of why small businesses are using uh, this platform or implementing real-time payments. Yeah, uh, we uh, typically attract customers that uh, use uh, domestic wire or international wire checks, paper invoices, and they find the whole experience to be really complex. Um, and you got to remember, I'm dealing with businesses that the last thing on their mind is how payments work. In fact, like the more they, the more you dumb it down to them, the more they figure out, I just want to pay. 
how much does it cost to send this payment to New York or to Vietnam and I get it over with. That's basically the type of customers that we attract. So they're looking for simplicity. They're looking for delightful experience. They typically are very frustrated dealing with their banks for either sending bank wire or sending checks. And they're looking for a simple way to automate their experience. That's essentially why we attract them. Yeah, I, I love that. I was at dinner with my friend last night who started a small business and she had to hire someone to send out invoices so that she could get paid. I said, oh, have you heard of Veeam? Oh, well, thank you for the lead. <laughs> um, but it was it was fascinating because, you know, when you hear these stories about small businesses and, you know, they have an idea, they're solving a pain point, and then they realize there's a whole lot to do that has nothing to do with that vision. Um, and, and that's why I think Veeam's platform comes in. Do you have any examples of you know, how, like specific businesses and, and how it works uh, on the platform? Yeah, we, we uh, have a number of businesses that use us to pay suppliers around the world. So think of like e-commerce or e-tailer that uh, imports inventory, wants a simple way to move money to different parts of the world. That's like a big use case on the platform. The second use case that became a big thing in uh, during COVID is labor payments. Uh, you'll be surprised how many of the payments these days are cross-border. So think of a coffee shop today that uh, deals with customers in person, but the website is running out of Philippines or India or somewhere in Europe, and people make payments to these places. And so you, you would think when you characterize this business, you would call it a domestic business, but in practice, a lot of the services used on the back end are actually running offshore. And so that's an example of uh, a use case uh, on the platform labor payments. The third use case, uh, when, when companies become bigger uh, and they have now multiple subsidiaries. Uh, they start using us to do intercompany transfers. They they move money from one subsidiary to another. Uh, so that's another use case. And the last one that we have on the system, uh, customers that use us to invoice uh, and collect payments uh, all around the world. They create the invoice and send it out, or sometimes they import it from their accounting systems. Um, and then the, the, the request to, to pay uh, goes out with the platform. So these are the various use cases on, on the system. From your perspective, what is the biggest changes that you've seen? You know, we're at a fintech conference. This is a high pace of innovation. There's lots of stuff introducing in the market. How have things changed for small business over the last couple of years? Yeah, this is a really good question. And I think COVID had to do a lot with this. Uh, but I think uh, we, we've always operated in a model where we gave choices to customers. Um, you know, you can pay really slow on checks, so then ACH, faster ACH, debit card, credit card, and then buy now, pay later. And increasingly, we've seen that um, there's a desire to have payments real time. And it's an expectation issues. And especially when you deal with SMBs, um, I keep telling this story when I have, you'll be surprised how many times I get this question from businesses. They say, like, if these payments are electronic, why, when I send the payment to Vietnam or Germany, it takes three days for the payment to go there? So in their mind, when it's electronic, it's like email. If I send an email to Germany, like, it doesn't take three days for the email to show up. And so they expect payments to be just like that. And they're really shocked when you try to answer because they ask you, like, so these bits and bytes, like, where are they held? Who who holds them? Because <laughs> it takes too long. And so expectations in general are shifting. And so customers, especially digital, are becoming 
less patient, expect things to be real-time, expect a delightful service, and expect it to be really dumbed down because they really don't care about how payments work. They just want to send them send the payment. And so that's like a big shift. And because of COVID, like the rise of digital payments um, and the expectations that I, I just got to move the money just changed during the pandemic. So a lot more emphasis on real-time payments. That's a big shift. You know, um, I, I think it, people are less surprised now that the need for real-time money movement is important. Um, what is more interesting also is, is the choice around wh where do you invest? If you're going to do faster payments, there seems to be a plethora of options to choose from. How did you choose to do Visa Direct? How did, why did you choose, um, you know, push to card as, a, as an option for your customer base? Yeah, we're, we're a global payment company. And so we're looking for a solution that, can cut across multiple geographies. And then I think about um, the networks and Visa is the coverage, just the wide coverage that you get. So that's what that's the key thing. We leverage account to account is a lot tougher to scale globally. And um, and also when you're doing it market by market, it's just the amount of time it takes that becomes a disadvantage compared to an idea where you can essentially run with global coverage. And enabling it on both ends, like the payer and the payee is another advantage. There's flexibility with the system to do something like that. So we support on real time. We support paying with a debit card, credit card. You get paid uh, on your debit card. And we can also do wallet to wallet transactions, which are all real time. These are the choices for faster payments. Um, I, you know, it, it is it is interesting. Companies are becoming, like you said, more global. You need to send money and receive money from more countries, but payments are more local, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you balance that dichotomy is really interesting. And and we've heard that a lot from our clients around why they're they're choosing Visa. Yes, yeah, so I'll tell you a story on that. So we have. Uh, uh, you know, one of the customers I was speaking to during the pandemic is a consulting shop. Uh, so they consult like business consultant. And uh, before the pandemic, all their clients were local to them. So this is like a San Francisco company and they just did consulting gigs and it's all local. During the pandemic, like a good chunk of their consulting gigs became global. So all of a sudden they need to collect payments from France and Italy. And you would expect it to be just like that. It flows, but it doesn't. And so you have to invest in technology and uh, a service that streamlines it for them because the world is becoming a lot more global than we all think. And the meshing between local and global is quite there and it's, it's part of day-to-day -day life. And so the, a key chunk of what we do is removing friction from that equation so that money flows, whether you're paying or getting paid, it just keeps flowing. So we keep simplifying it for the, for the user. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the choices that you had on the platform, but we also know we're at this conference and you walk by the booths that we never do it alone. Can you talk a little bit about how your innovation came to life and the partners around how do you build a solution that you've been able to do? It takes a village. <laughs> it's like 
so many partners we need to integrate into. So like there's banking infrastructure, uh, both uh, global banks, local banks to do payment processing. Uh, then we had to integrate into all the key accounting systems, so QuickBooks, Zero, and SWE, like a bunch of them. So that's for uh, reconciliation into, into accounting. Um, then to get distribution, we had to plug in to uh, banks. So like we're in, plugged into Q2 and Finestra and other banking platforms. And then we got to get global coverage. So we plug into Visa. So these are all examples of like just the number of partnerships that you have to do to service customers. And it doesn't, uh, it, it just doesn't stop. I mean, the roadmap of on integrations and global coverage is, uh, is is pretty active. And, you know, the other thing that's important here to, to, to stress is it's a big world, uh, that has too many corridors, many currencies, many use cases, uh, different types of customers. And so to do this, like on a wide, uh, coverage, the range of, uh, partnerships expands quite a bit. So it's a pretty active partnership agenda. So, uh, where did you start? And if somebody were going to get started around building a solution that includes real time money movement, where would you go? Tell them to well, go so first. So all the all the banking and card infrastructure to actually move money around, like the basic mechanics of flow, flow of funds in and out. So I start there, and then there's all the um, ancillary services that like are surrounding that. So like accounting systems, banking platform, corp, uh, banking tech, so that you essentially can service the customer uh, through their digital banking experience. Then these are become important layers. But the basic, basic stuff is all the relationships with uh, the card networks and the banks to for the f- basic function of money movement. Can you tell everybody a, a little bit more about how you've partnered with Visa as part of this partnership fabric? Yeah, so we we have a number of uh, uh, initiatives with Visa. We, we support the ability to pay with a card. So when you are on the system and you select the payment type, you can pay with debit card and credit card. So that's like basic stuff. And then on the receiving end, if you're receiving the payment, you can choose to put it on your debit card. So that's the push to card program. And then uh, we're working together on a number of other initiatives like card issuance and, and, and other things down the road. But it's it's really a, a function of um, global coverage. Like the more in, in, in my world, the, 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 the wider the coverage uh, in a single implementation or a single API, um, that is that takes a long way because like it's a big world and we need to service different corridors. That's a key foundational building block, just the coverage in different parts of the world. Um, we have uh, heard a lot and the sessions that I've seen that get the biggest attendance always have crypto. Can you talk <laughs> about how crypto might be on your roadmap or how you think about crypto for small businesses? So we actually, when we first started the business, the first rail we used was all crypto. We started with fiat, crypto, crypto, fiat. It was all on the blockchain. And then as we started to scale, that thing didn't scale with it. So we started to add all the other rails. So we are very familiar with that whole world. We still, good chunk of the transactions are still running that way. But like I mentioned, there isn't a solution that like one thing that solves all the various use cases. So what we ended up building is a routing concept called multi-rail that routes in and out between the various rails, of which one of them is uh, is the crypto rail. So innovation in general, um, and specifically innovation through partnerships, 
is key to moving the industry forward. What um, do you think is the most exciting opportunity for payments ahead? I think like the world, like give it a couple of more years, it'll be, um, I think it'll be a given that people want real-time payments. Um, they want uh, a large range of payment options. I think crypto is going to become a lot more mature. It is maturing over time. And when we first started doing this, we were really weird that we were doing crypto. Now it's more acceptable. But it is it is going to be there. It is going to be a rail. It's going to be a form of payment. It's just a matter of time. Um, the other thing I would say is the emergence of wallets all around the world. Um, like moving payments to China, for example. I mean, China runs on WeChat. So you got to do integrations to things like that, WeChat and WhatsApp and like, you know, wallets in general. So that's another uh, emerging trend. So I think it's going to be giving flexibility and choice and the ability for businesses to control their cash flow and giving them the option to um, the way they want to pay and get paid. It's their choice. And then you give them the ability to service them to the best you can. Yeah. With just a few minutes left, anybody have any questions for, for Marwan? We actually have one question in the app. It is, you have built a larger number of SMB customers, which is impressive. In addition to your core product, what other additional products does Veeam want to provide over time? Uh, we just recently added uh, a BMPL. We call it BMPL. It's, it's basically expenses or bills that you pay. You can choose to pay them in installments. We just Think of it just another form of payment or another payment type. Um, so we like that. And then uh, just more integrations. Um, so many uh, requests for uh, integrations into other accounting systems that we don't have yet. Um, so that's something that uh, comes up often. More countries, more corridors, more currencies. Um, that, that's basically the list. Hopefully I answered it for whoever, whoever asked. Anyone else in the room? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.